Good afternoon, everybody. It's Jenna of the Human Experience or Jenna's Adventures. I'm still, I still don't know what to call this podcast. Any suggestions? Let me know. In this episode, I documented my weekend and what I did, and uh, I made some recordings and I interviewed uh, a nice Italian man at this one party which was a very interesting conversation, so I'll share it with you. And then, yeah, I just take you through my whole weekend and um, what I did. So as some of you know, I am taking a month-long course at a place called Pyramid Yoga Center on Koh Phang Yang in Thailand. And we are doing about 40 to 50 hours of meditating, learning about quantum physics and uh, yogic philosophy, as well as doing asana and doing kriyas and all sorts of crazy energy-manipulated energy manipulation stuff. I'm also fasting and my energy is like a roller coaster ride. So sometimes I can't talk or sometimes I talk too fast or sometimes my mind goes blank. (laughs) And I'm going to give you an update on that too. Okay, so my whole point of that is is that we are working so hard in the yoga center, but we're also playing pretty hard on the weekends. And so I take you through my whole journey of this weekend. And then let's see what else I get into in this episode. I'm going to do a little yoga talk and teach you about uh, breathing technique. Very simple technique. I've been getting a lot of questions about like different kriyas or meditations. And I'm just going to start off with the basic breathing technique, which is the foundation for meditation, kriya, asana, just your overall mental health. And then um, I'm doing something called the Master Cleanse, so I'm going to give you a little update on that. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you um, the ingredients and uh, how to find the recipe and just um, a clear-cut directions on how to do the Master Cleanse. And then I talked to my good friend Karin, she's my sister from another mister, she asked me about the Master Cleanse, and I like sent a 20-minute a voice memo to her breaking down my whole experience with it and just other things to watch out for when you do it. And uh, so I'm going to try to copy and paste those voice recordings to this podcast so that then you can follow, get more details and follow along with that. So, and then what else? Oh, and then I will tell you why it's important to travel light and freely because I learned my lesson and I'll get into that. All right. Let's start off with my weekend. Um, It started off pretty chill. On Friday, we had class, you know, all day. And in the evening, we went to a place called the Rasta House, and they have these parties every Friday, and they just play Rasta music. And I, so by this point, I'm three days on my cleanse, and I'm noticing that I like to be around people, but I don't like to talk a lot. Because talking, it takes a lot of energy. Um, so we're all at the Rasta house. And then I find myself, I'm like, I'm going to go to the restroom. And I went to the restroom and I didn't need to go, but I just wanted to excuse myself. And then I go and sit on the stairs nearby them where I can still see them. But I was alone and listening to music. And I was just so happy. I was just so happy sitting there by myself in my own little space. But I knew my friends were there. And I was like, this is so funny. Why? It's not that I'm being antisocial. I just want to be in my own little space, but near them. And 
it was very interesting to me. I was like, I wonder why. And I guess it's because I wanted to reserve my energy. Like my intuition was just telling me to reserve my energy. So I did. And I had, uh, I broke the fast a little bit with a coconut. So that was nice. And okay. So that was Friday. Pretty chill. I was in home and in bed by 11 PM. Okay. So here's where the weekend gets a little crazy. Um, I'm just so you know, I'm very candid on this podcast. I will, I'm an open book. All I ask is that you don't judge me or my journey as I would never you. And um, also, no, just because a person plays on the weekend or travels or dabbles in this and that doesn't mean that they're, you know, I don't know, that they don't have a good head on their shoulders. I have been working so hard this, this, during this training, hours of mental focus and diving deep into your own psychology and and asking yourself hard questions. It's been a really um, tough training emotionally. It's draining mentally and physically demanding. I mean, we're waking up at 4.30 in the morning to do meditation. So I'm working freaking hard. So, okay, Saturday... Um, we decided to do a group mushroom trip in the sound dome because there's a lot of beautiful mandalas and geometrical shapes and black light. And we were going to, you know, listen to some music, do some chanting, do sound healing, and just be together as the group uh, on this mushroom journey. Because I've been fasting, I uh, got the mushrooms early and I made a tea. So I wake up and I do my own personal practice and then um, I spend a few hours making the tea. And mind you, I haven't made mushroom tea since I was here last time in 2016, so I don't know what I'm doing, but I I make the tea and um, I'm with a few people from the yoga center. We're in the, the, the restaurant area and one of them was just like, just try it, try a sip. And I was like, you know what? I will, because I was curious of what it tasted like. I took a few swigs. Mind you, I have not eaten in three days. I think I ruined the tea because I boiled the the mushrooms for like an hour and then someone was telling me that you don't do that. You're just supposed to seep it for like, you know, seven, ten minutes. So I was pretty convinced that um, that I ruined the tea and it wasn't going to be potent at all. So I took a few sips and this jug is huge. It's like three, four cups of water and then the mushrooms I got was very small. I don't even, I don't know how many grams, but it was very small amount. So I take a few swigs, um, put the tea in my fridge because that's what I'll drink later tonight. I didn't want to eat them because yeah, I haven't been eating at all. And I knew I, I'm very sensitive. I don't need much anyways. So me and, um, Gee, we go into town, thanks a lot, to run an errand and just to get off the property because we've been on the pyramid for like hours every day. And he's, I forgot what he's doing. He, he went to get something printed. So I'm sitting on my scooter waiting for him and I feel a little euphoric. Anybody that's taken mushrooms, like, you know, like it kind of creeps in and before you know it, you're like, oh, what's, this is different. Oh, I'm on, you know, mushrooms. And then I found myself like I could not... I could not sit still. So he's in the in the store getting something printed. I'm right outside on my scooter. And instead of me simply just walking in there and being like, hey, I got to drive on my scooter or walk around or something. I just, I'm like texting him on the phone. I go, I got to move. I got to move. He comes outside 
And so he obliges. So we end up just driving around and it feels really good to drive around on my scooter, you know, with the air hitting your face. And we go to this place called Amsterdam Bar and it's on the top of this beautiful hill and you walk up open air, there's a pool and then you look, the view is of the bay of of the Ottoman Sea, just Thailand. And it's just so gorgeous and people are relaxing on pillows on the floor, taking a dip in the pool, drinking coconuts or whatever they want to drink. And it was just a really chill environment. And I'm there for about a half hour and then I get it again. I'm like, oh God, I can't, like, I can't sit still. I I couldn't uh, describe the feeling because the last time I took shrooms a couple years ago, I remember not being able to move (laughs) because yeah, it just, uh, and I went on a a little journey, which would, should I tell you about that one? Okay. I guess I will. So I, the first time I truly experienced my consciousness was on mushrooms here on this property at pyramid yoga center. And I had made a tea, I remember, and the last group I was in, it was a three-month course, and this was midway through the course, and I did it with three or four other people. And we were on the property, and we all have our own bungalows, so we didn't go far. And I remember going to my bungalow, and I was on my hammock. And it really came on strong, and uh, I remember being very proud of myself because, like, I made this tea with love, and I can, you know, I can really feel it. And I was on my hammock and I remember swaying back and forth really lightly. And then I just remember seeing my thoughts and the, my thoughts were above me. And you know when you write on a computer, computer and you're typing out and the, the letters come up really fast? It was like that, but just a constant stream of questions and musings and thoughts and thinking about the past and thinking about the future and the most stupid questions I was asking myself. Like, I just remember going, like, um, recounting what I did that day. And then I asked, I I wonder what I'm going to do tomorrow. Or, gosh, this hammock is really comfortable to, I wonder what so-and-so's doing. And I wonder if there's aliens. And just, you guys, constant stream of thought nonstop. And I remember like looking up and thinking, God damn, that's exhausting. That is so exhausting. Look at all those thoughts. Wow, that's overwhelming. And then I remember feeling my body in the hammock. I remember feeling the the heaviness of my own body. And then I remember looking down and seeing my body. And, you know, I was like appreciating it and admiring it. I was like, wow, look at that body. (laughs) That's so interesting what a body looks like. And then it clicked. I was like, wait a second. If I can experience and see my thoughts and then I can and, and extract myself and see my thoughts from the outside and then I can extract myself and see my body, what the hell in, is this observing? Like, what, what am I then? And it clicked. I was like, wow, this is my consciousness. I experienced being separated from my mind and body, but still connected, but being able to recognize that. And I was like, oh, this is what David's been talking about that whole time. And how if you focus enough and you get in meditation, you could do that easily on your own, which I have had a few experiences already just in the few weeks I've been here of that separation of um, thought. So for example, one of the techniques that we use it's called ha it's called sorry it's called sa hung 
it's a it's an ancient Sanskrit uh, chant or mantra, if you will, that sa is the inhalation and it's an inspiration, and then hung is the exhalation elimination. And um, David said that this came about because the ancient rishis would go and did I tell this story already? I hope not, but I hope this is entertaining you. But the ancient rishis would go up into caves in India or whatever that part of the the world was called at the time. And they would go breathe and meditate in these caves. And they had, the universe had spoken to them and said that the universal sound of inspiration or inhale is saw and the universal sound of exhaling or eliminating is hung. So David told us that when you're meditating and you're focusing and there's these thoughts that come in your head still to eliminate the thought you inhale and you internally say saw and then as you exhale you say hung and you imagine yourself literally piercing the thought or with a sword or whatever you want and it blows up and then you're back into this space of nothing or you can replace it with a positive thought that's a more advanced technique because once you start replacing thoughts with another thought it's still a thought and you're still in your mind so it's better to just saw hung it out (laughs) and clear your mind and then notice when the next thought comes up and it's usually immediately until you do it enough times and there's different techniques to help push things away but you do it enough times until that space between thoughts are you don't even know how long you've been in just the present moment and then then once you realize you're like whoa how long have I been in a present moment there's a thought and you gotta saw hung it out um and then another version of the saw hung is the saw hung chung (laughs) so you the saw hung chung the last part shung is like the blowing up of the thing. It's so saw, imagine a warrior drawing its sword. Hung is the warrior pulling it back. And then the chung is the piercing or the slicing through of the thought or whatever it is. That's yoga school, guys. Um, anyway, so shit, where was I with this story? Uh-oh, hold on. I think I completely forgot where I was. All right, all right, I remember now. (laughs) So my whole point is the last time I did mushrooms, yeah, I experienced my consciousness and it was a beautiful experience. So this is very different. Now we're at the Amsterdam bar. I, I feel like I just maybe smoked a little bit of a joint and, but, but I feel this urge to move. Like I just can't sit still. And so I told Guy, I'm like, you know what? I got to get out of (laughs) here. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to hop on my scooter and ride around because, oh, one of my favorite things to do, you guys, is put my headphones on, get on my scooter and just ride. Oh, it's so beautiful. The wind on your face, through your hair. It's so fun. I love it. So I was just like, I got to, I got to move. Got to get out of here. And so, uh, he's like, cool. I left him there and then, um, I went on my way and as you know, I'm on this fast and I, only bought brought one bottle of the master cleanse and I, I ran out I drank it all I was like shit I need to get some sort of a liquid in me um so I went to this place it was like a little Indian um restaurant and they didn't have a coconut but I got ginseng tea instead and I'm feeling I'm feeling fine I'm feeling normal just like I said I just have this urge that I need to just keep moving and I just feel like I smoked a little bit of weed I pretty normal and I'm sitting there 
And all of a sudden, drinking my ginseng tea, all of a sudden, this guy walks up and he is hippied out. He's, I'm going to say maybe in his late 30s, uh, super skinny, tattooed everywhere. Not that there's anything wrong with tattoos, but he did did not, was not taking care of himself. He was like dirty. He was from Scotland. Um, and he was wearing like these baggy hippie pants, shirtless and a ton of like, um, like these hemp necklaces and whatever. So he comes in and he comes next to the table next to me and he's like lifting up the pillows and looking underneath the little table and he's talking to himself. He's like, I lost my phone. I lost my phone. And he's, he's kind of freaking out. And I remember sitting there thinking, Oh God, like empathizing. I was like, damn, that sucks. Because you know, when you're traveling, your phone is a lot of things. Sure. It's for entertainment, but it's also like, it's a huge safety thing. If something happens, you can call home. Um, you know, you meet people or you um, get recommendations on where to travel and go. You write it under your notes. It's your access to your email. And if you're working abroad, like, yeah, it's it's more than just a phone to entertain you. And then once you lose the phone, you feel you can't just easily go buy another one and get reconnected. Um so I got it. I was like, oh man, that sucks. And I remember sitting there going, maybe I should offer to call his phone to see that, you know, if it rings and then he can find it faster. And I remember thinking with myself, I was like, mm, there's something wrong with this guy. It doesn't feel very good. I know you want to be a nice person and help, but just uh, reserve your energy for somebody else. Or, you know, my intuition was just like, I don't know. But of course, my mouth opened up and said the words before I could stop myself. It wasn't a mistake of offering to do that because I took his number. He doesn't have mine. And I forgot I couldn't call out because I, I have a Thai SIM card, but I can't call out. I can just use the Wi-Fi. So... Thank God he doesn't have my number, but, um, I, and then I realized I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's on something because he was like, he kind of like rushed over to me and I can see in his eyes that he was a little bugged out. And then he takes my hand and he gives me this little crystal elephant and he's like, you're such a kind soul. This is for you. And just started talking and then he started going into his life about how he was a fighter in Scotland and how three years ago he lost his fight and ever since then he's just been on this dour and spiral and just talking I was like oh my gosh and then I started freaking out because I was like oh my god I'm a little high too on mushrooms and is this how I appear to people even though I knew I barely took anything and I can keep my shit together but I just got really paranoid and I got like really scared because I was like, I don't want to turn into this kind of person and I don't ever want to be in that, that headspace where like I can't control my, myself or I bet you anything, his phone was in his pocket or something, but he was just tripping on who knows fucking what. And the Thai people that were at this restaurant saw him like just talking at me and they're very nice. They came over and they're like, Hey, you want to sit over here? And I said, yes. So they helped extract me from the situation. And I just remember sitting there in my new spot and they, they got, were able to get rid of him, but I was just like, Oh God, that's the last thing I needed to see and experience when I'm already, I already kind of guilt myself for having fun. 
like this whole time I've been traveling, I've been guilting myself like, oh, I need to get grounded or I need to find out where I'm going to move and permanently, you know, root myself and, oh, I'm just lost constantly traveling. And it's like, you know what? Not necessarily. I might not know exactly what my purpose is in the world, but I've done so much fucking shit. I've worked my ass off in music and studying and performing and pursuing the shit out of it and like giving my all. And uh, I've worked my ass off organizing and managing retreats and traveling, giving myself the time and space and opportunity to travel the world here and there. I fell in love with surfing five years ago and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go 110% in and pursue this for however long it takes and found myself all over the world teaching yoga and surfing the best epic waves in the most beautiful places. I, I say this because I, I don't say this to myself. Instead of me looking at the positive, it's always a negative. Like, oh, I'm just a wanderer. Oh, this and that. When it's really, I am not a wanderer. I am so calculated, almost OCD with the steps I take and the things I do. And I do overthink a lot, especially this last year. After I got dengue fever, my energy just spiraled up and I've been thinking a lot. So one of the reasons why I'm back here at Pyramid is to remember what I learned four years ago because I was in such a chilled out place four years ago after leaving, after studying for three months here. I really saw life in a different way. And then it just started to, the stress started to accumulate and then, you know, getting sick and traveling does a lot on your body. And anyways, back to my story. (laughs) I digress. So after that all happened, I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get myself out of here again, had to move. Then I, uh, so I hopped on my scooter and I found this beautiful place. Oh my gosh. They were playing, um, they had a live guitarist there. So I followed the music and you walk in, it was called a Le Acolve, I think it was a French thing, uh, French or yeah, it was French. I walk in and just, it was so sexy how they set this place up. You walk in and there's all these like plants and chairs hidden beneath a canopy of plants and candlelight. And um, there was a cat on the counter and a dog just chilling on the floor and the smells from the kitchen were great. Mind you, I'm still fasting and I'm like, fuck. Um, But honestly, actually, after I put my mind in check, I don't crave the food because when I think about what it does to my body, I I no longer longer really crave it that much. Um, But... So he, the, um, the host walks me through the restaurant and then takes me down these stairs and it opens up into the, onto the beach. And then there's more little pillows and stuff on the beach. And he's, there was this beautiful platform. It jut out from the beach into the water. And there was two very romantic spots that I could have chosen to sit at. And he's like, do you want to sit there on the platform? And mind you, there's like 50 people in the restaurant and then like 50 people outside on the sand on the beach all facing this jutted out platform in the ocean. And I was like, you know, I don't need to be that dramatic today. <laughs> like everyone watching me on the platform. It's like, no, I'll take another seat. But goddamn, was that a romantic spot, you guys? Whew. So I get myself on the beach and I'm just sitting alone and I I ask for an espresso. I said, fuck it, give me an espresso. 
Um, so today was a little cheat day for my fasting, but I didn't eat any solid foods. And I watched the sunset there and I was listening to the beautiful, you know, guitarist. And there was this family sitting next to me, I think from also, it must be, yeah, I think they were French. And they had these cute little kids and this, this, I'm not one for kids. They're annoying. They're loud. They're ugly. They smell. <laughs> but this one little girl, she was uh, on all fours, just in her diaper on the, the sand in between, like in between the legs of the dad. And she just was looking at me and just gave me this smile and just was staring at me. And I thought it was just the cutest thing. I was like, oh, that's really cute. So I had my espresso and then I head back to the pyramid because at eight eight o'clock is when we start the ceremony, the shroom ceremony. So I'm feeling much better at this point. Um, and I'm exhausted, mind you. I'm, I don't know. The whole thing was just mentally exhausting. So we all meet in the sound dome at eight and uh they everyone gets handed their portion of mushrooms and immediately people are eating it and another girl asked if she could sip the tea i made because she didn't want to eat she wanted to drink it so she drinks the tea and then you know i was like fuck it if we're all going to do this together might as well so then i i take a few more swigs um yeah so i take a few more swigs and to be honest after an hour, the same thing happened. I was like, damn, I got to move. I just got to get moving. And for, I don't think the mushrooms were that strong because two of the people or three of the people actually left as well. Cause they weren't feeling anything. Um, so <laughs> come midnight. Oh wait, before then, before then me and another lovely lady, I don't want to say names to, to respect their privacy, but we ended up just walking, I think we walked a mile just through the jungle. Um, not through the jungle, but like on the road, which is canopied by the jungle. And we just had a lovely talk about boys and life and studying yoga. And I don't know, we just talked about everything. And the stars were beautiful, so beautiful. So I, I guess I was feeling something. I, I was just feeling very light and uh, pleasant, if you will. So come midnight, I was like, all right, I'm going to go into my cabin and just pass out. But I knew I wouldn't sleep. I could just feel it. Even though I was tired, I just knew I wouldn't be able to sleep. So as I'm walking towards my cabin, I see a few of the boys in the uh, up at the top of the hill. And they're like, hey, we're going to a place called Holy Stone. You want to come? And I've never been, and apparently it's this really cool party. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> so it's midnight. We go to Holy Stone and I walk up to this party in the middle of this lake in the island outdoor. And I was just like, how did I get here? How This day was insane. It's been such a long day, so long. And now it's midnight and I'm here at this party. And I brought a bottle of Master Cleanse with me because I didn't want to be tempted to eat any food because there was food vendors around or drink. I don't usually drink, but I didn't want to drink anything other than the master cleanse, maybe a coconut just for rehydration. So we get there and it's awesome. There's fire pits and um, there's people on the roofs of the building. In the building, people are dancing. Just everyone's having a good time. And I dance a little bit, but then again, I just want to move and walk around. 
So I, ha- I just wanted to kind of see everything from above and just get some space. So I walk up uh, to one of the rooftops and this nice Italian man approaches me and we just start talking and we're, we're, we're vibing, we're having a really good time. And he asks if I want a mint. And I was like, sure, sure, I'll have a mint. So I take a mint. And about five minutes in, I ask him, I was like, so what do you do? And the mint was, a, it was in a fisherman's packet. I don't know, I guess that's the company that distributes the mints. And we like had a little joke or banter about fishermen. I, I can't remember. But I was like, so yeah, what do you do? And he's all like, you really want to know? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, well, I actually uh, distribute LSD through fishermen's uh, mints and I sell them. And I, you guys, my face dropped to the floor because I thought that he had given me LSD and I was like, are you fucking serious? And after a beat, he's like, no. <laughs> But I freaked out. I was like, I cannot be doing this tonight. No. So that was that was really funny. And then I got inspired to um to record a, a conversation. So I recorded it and here's a little little bit of that. Alright, so I'm here at the Holy Holy Grail or the uh, Holy, Holy Stone. Holy Stone. Holy Stone. Yeah. And I met this very nice gentleman from Italy. Oh yeah, here I am. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and he was kind enough, he hands me uh, a mint. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, she she thought it was a mint. Okay, so, and I said, so what do you do for work? And this was his response after I've eaten the mint. Um, yeah, I, I tell her the truth, which is I I sell LSD in uh, fisherman's friend packages. I fucking freaked out. Yes. Okay, what do you? Okay, and that's not what do you really do? What I really do? No, I'm a. <laughs> Hey, that's boring. You uh, you want to put that in? in the book. <laughs> I, I'm a veterinary surgeon and I distribute uh, surgical instruments for cranial crucial ligament repair in dogs. Wow. Okay, but man, I had a heart attack when you told me that it was laced. Yeah, I did. was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> so you guys don't take candy from strangers, no, even though as yeah. nice as you seem. Absolutely, especially in Thailand, especially in Kopanga. Okay, so really quick, my podcast is called The Human Experience. Okay. Can you tell me, you're just is is um as briefly as you can your human experience, your life, like from birth till now. Wow, (laughs) fuck. Which life? Oh, good question. Because I have more than one. I knew I liked you. Actually, that's something my mother taught me. Like she always says that. She believes we only have one. She doesn't believe in reincarnation and stuff like that. Which not. Anyway, so one life is not enough. Yeah. So we try to live more than one in just the time of one Wait, within life. the one life? Yeah, within the one life we have, we try to live more than one. So once in a while we change it completely and we start from ground zero. So wait, do you mean a different dimension? Like there's, we're living in this dimension, but then there's others of ourselves in other dimensions living once. Uh, if it's not reincarnation. No, it's not reincarnation. You just turn into something new at what level that's up to you. So you can re- turn your life upside down completely or just change little tiny things that makes it relevant that's up to you that's a really beautiful way of seeing it that's yeah. way more interesting than just yeah not so for example shape. i think i had three down and i'm uh, maybe the third one 
Okay, can yeah. you, I would love to hear about the first two. The first two, okay. So the first one, I had dairy cows in Italy and I was producing milk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was a country boy. Now, I, as, since I remember something from my first live, now I play country music. As, right, okay. as I told you before. He's so, a country yeah. musician. That's my second job besides selling LSD to young, <laughs> to young ladies. I, I, I play country music and because I was a country boy. That's been my first life. Then my second life, I moved to the Canary Islands in Spain. Do you surf? Oh, no. Oh. No, I don't. Yeah, everybody asks me the same question. Well, Canary Islands, you surf. Oh, that's, yeah, that's well, no, I, I climb mountains, so... Uh, oh, that's your adrenaline rush. That's your thrill. I'm a mountain guy more right. than a sea. Yeah, Tenerife is an island. Yeah, I know, that's strange, but no, I don't surf. No, that's strange at all. Okay. No, 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 no. How long were you in the Canary Islands for? Uh, Twelve years, actually. And what were you doing there? Like climbing uh, and... Yeah, uh, yeah, climbing mountains, playing tennis, and then my job, that's veterinary surgeon, so I would do surgery, dog surgery. This now, guy. recently, I came to Thailand last year, so now it's my second year in Thailand. Mm. And you lived in, before here, um, Burma, oh, I'm sorry, not Burma, uh, no. Miramar. No, Miramar was just for playing music one month. Oh, gotcha. What a life. Yeah. Is there any life advice you have for someone listening? That oh, no, no. I'm not the person to give any advice to anyone of any kind. Just have fun. I, give it, give it all you, your, you've got, you got it. Have fun. And what happens if you feel ungrounded? Because that's how I feel sometimes. I feel ungrounded. Ungrounded. What does it mean? Like, not rooted, or there's no structure, or uh, you're trying to find your. Like, I think you have to find the pleasure in that, in being hmm. not rooted, as you said. That's a nice word, rooted. Never used it, but I understand what it means. And I, you get used to it. And when you start to have roots, or at least when I start, actually I'm I'm divorced, for example, so that's one of the big change. Yeah, that's a big change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed a lot of things. And do you have any kids? No, I don't have kids. No, no, I don't have. So when I start having roots that go too deep, that's when I think about having a new life. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it's it's a it's it's a dangerous feeling when you change everything you have, so you you abandon what you built for many years, and it looks like you're losing something, but you're, you're not. Yeah. You're gaining a lot. But it takes a lot of courage to do that. You know, you you yeah. structure your life around someone else. You There's a lot of responsibility, finances, time, energy. And then to have the courage to step away from that because, you know, yeah. it's not right for you anymore is a huge... That's that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The courage is, is mostly about preparation, not the jump itself. I think once you jump, once you're on the plane or whatever then you feel very light and you feel that everything is possible you can do whatever you want yeah. and the only thing that for example in my case I built in my three lives is what I know and what I know how to do so my skills and no one can take that away from me yeah. and all the rest is just bullshit businesses and the clinics I have in Spain and money and blah blah that's that means nothing yeah so but I have to say there is something nice about structure because I've been traveling for the past four years on and off 
and as, as beautiful as it is, you know, the traveling and seeing other places uh, in the yeah, world, of if you don't have a set grounded or root or career mm -hmm. or purpose, mm -hmm. it can feel a little all over. So that's yeah. it's really cool that you do have a business that yeah, keeps you course. rooted. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Ma yeah. Mentally rooted. Right. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I never abandon my business. I always try to do my job in all the places I go to and different ways. And what a great ways. job. Yes, it Veterinary, is. can I ask you a question? Of course. Have you seen all of the animals on the island, the strays? The, you, uh, the stray animals? Like, stray animals. Uh, stray dogs. Or, stray dogs and cats. Yeah, so How many of them. How does that make you feel? <laughs> How do I make you feel? I mean, I, I wish you could help all of them, which is impossible. But actually, in Czech, my, I was working for a, a NGO for stray dogs. So that's what I did for the first six months in Thailand. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a pleasure to have, like, bumped into you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop the recording so we can enjoy the present moment. But okay, thanks for speaking yeah. with me. Thank you very much. Thanks she, for the LSD. Okay, she's on LSD, so don't believe anything she says, okay? Oh my God, this guy, when you said that, I, I literally, I, I was oh, like, yeah, are yeah. you fucking serious? Yeah, your face oh, changed. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Jesus. Yes, so that was that. We had a very lovely talk. Um, ended up parting ways and then finding him again on the dance floor and then... God, I we were there till 3.30 in the morning just dancing. And I, it was funny because everyone kept coming up to me and they saw this huge bottle of the Master Cleanse and they thought I was just drinking like vodka or something. It, it was hilarious. But yeah, I was surprised that I still had the energy to keep going. Guys, three days without food and pretty much on mushrooms the whole day even though it was very low doses and then part like dancing till 3 a.m jesus i was exhausted um ended up going home again my favorite thing headphones in and scooting home and i yeah i was in bed by 3 30 i think i actually recorded a little bit another update do you want to hear it fuck it let's see um, i'll add it yeah, I'm going to share it. And also, uh, I forgot to mention, I, I met a real-life vampire at this party last night. Or on Saturday. Yeah, last night. No, two nights ago. This guy literally shaved his teeth down to make them super pointy. And he just was like this goth dude. He was a real-life vampire. So I'm also just, I'm just going to include the next few recordings that I made were of uh, the vampire dude me getting home late at night and uh and then the next day and then I'll I'll just play them and then I'll catch up with you after they play. Also, I just realized I've been fasting for more than 3 days at this point. It's been 5, I think. So yeah, I don't know. It's just been crazy. Anyways, I digress. Here is pretty much my night via and the next day via recordings. You guys, I literally just saw a vampire. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. This guy, I don't know what he did to his teeth, but they were, they were razor sharp. <laughs> he had all these piercings all over his face. He was a real life vampire. Shit, I didn't realize those um, were existent. Anyways, just to give you a little update, it's, what time is it? 1.35. Been drinking my uh, Master Cleanse 
people are enjoying themselves here. Um, I'm with Guy, Tanya, and Mo, having a good time. Yeah, I'm getting tired though. Um, I'm doing pretty well on this master cleanse, but dancing on just liquid alone for two to three hours, it'll burn something. So I don't know how much longer I could last, but it's a cool vibe here. That's my update. Hopefully I'll find someone else that's very interesting to interview. All right. Bye. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the next day. I woke up at 11, got a good seven hours of sleep. And immediately, every, well, every Thursday and Sunday, the Pyramid Yoga Center where I'm staying at throws an ecstatic dance. So I woke up to music playing and it's only about 300 yards away. Tons of people are here in an ecstatic dance. Just like, wow, this island is non-stop. And yeah, it's crazy. So I woke up to the music just pounding and then I did a two-hour practice. I can't believe I practiced that long. Ate my breakfast, another bottle of the Master Cleanse. And I'm going to go pick up my laundry. I don't know if I'm going to go to this ecstatic dance. My body's pretty tired from yesterday. I might just go and uh, human watch for a little while. But yeah, that's my day so far. And then later, there's some music playing at a beach down the road. I'm probably going to go to that. And then there's a place called The Dome. It's a sauna house, and they have little fires around the sauna and cool snacks, which I can unfortunately not enjoy, but they usually have homemade baked bread, vegan, and other options too. Yeah, sorry, I just did my practice and a ton of breath retention, so I'm just a little bit out of it. But that's my day so far. (laughs) This weekend has been crazy. Like I said, people on this island party hard. And us at the retreat, we're working really hard. And I gave myself this weekend and next weekend to just let loose. Waking up, taking care of myself, doing a little morning practice, which could be yoga or it could be running or weight training or swimming or whatever you do or dancing. And then enjoying myself. I'm not going to study. I've been spending hours studying. So... Yesterday and today, no studying, just practice and then enjoy myself. Probably maybe dance a little bit, go see some live music at the beach, take a dip in the ocean, do a little bit of sauna-ing, and I might interview some random people for our own entertainment, or really mine. (laughs) Enjoy your Sunday, everybody. I'll keep you updated. Somehow I ended up at this party on this beach in northern, on the northern part of the island. They're just <laughs> firecrackers on the beach. What an insane weekend. <laughs> that was my last recording for the day. Um, yeah, after the fireworks on the beach and a little party on the beach, um, then I headed over to the dome. Met some of my classmates there and just saunaed it out. There was live music there, which was really nice. But whoa, I was exhausted. A lot of us were. A lot of us were very tired. And then going in the dome and sweating it out was really nice. And I was in home and in bed by 11. And then woke up this morning at 4, uh, 45, 
and I thought I pushed the snooze button, but I guess I didn't, and I didn't wake up till eight, so unfortunately, I missed my morning meditation in asana class, but I think my body needed it. So that was my uh, <laughs> that was my weekend, guys. It was a little crazy. It was a little fun. And still on this cleanse. It's been a week now. A week now on this cleanse. Today, though, I finally felt tired. And I, I can't tell if it's because of the two to three hours of dancing and the fun extracurricular activities or I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it's a combination of all. But I had something interesting happen. This might be TMI, but if you're still listening... Uh, well, you're subjecting yourself to this, so you have only yourself to blame. <laughs> but um, I got my period again. And it's been very, it's very curious because ever since I got dengue fever last year, my uh, cycle only comes, ve- it comes very randomly, like between 40 and f- almost 60 days. So my period comes every month and a half to two months ever since dengue fever happened. And now I got my period and it came, like let's say 30 days are a normal cycle. If that's so, it, it would have, it's a week early than it's, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on. I, 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 my intuition is telling me that my body's resetting back to health. That's what I'm saying. And with all the breath retentions we're doing. And we're also doing a sequence called the Oli Mudras, which helps reset your, your hormone balance. And we've been doing that pretty much every morning. So, and they're insane. It's like you do these really crazy breath techniques and these breath retention and holds while you're in a headstand or you're in boat pose, or they're just really crazy, but it, it does, it is said to reset your whole endocrine and hormone system. So Maybe it's a combination of the fasting and giving my body time to just focus on nothing but its own immunity and healing. Maybe this is actually my body under stress. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. My intuition is telling me that it's not because I've been, you guys, I've been doing nothing but breathing, meditating, gentle asana movements, some dancing, and relaxing. And a lot of mental exploration, but it's all been very therapeutic and and very healthy. So my intuition just tells me that my body is now regulating back into a normal, natural, healthy cycle of periods coming every 30 to 40 days instead of every 40 to 60. Jesus. So that was curious. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that's my update with that. Let me look at my notes so I can stay on track here. Uh, let's see, told you about my weekend update on the master cleanse. Um, oh, yoga talk. I was going to talk about breathing to give you, oh, I don't want to talk about breathing. Let's see the next thing. Why it's important to travel light and freely. Oh, I learned my lesson. Okay. So, well, I, I did the best I could before I flew over here on this side of the world. I uh, had a, um, a gig teaching yoga in Fiji and I had a ton of surf gear to bring, not a surfboard this time, but just like, you know, earplugs and uh, my, my Bluetooth speaker for teaching and a ton of my surf 
um, suits and bikinis, just all surf stuff, you know? And I didn't want to carry all that shit with me for two months before I go and actually need to use them. So I booked a ticket to Australia so I can have a three-day layover on the Gold Coast. So um, in case I did get dengue fever or malaria or something, at least I would be you know, near Western um, hospitals to take care of myself. But to be honest, I think the hospitals in Thailand would have been better because they're used to dealing with that kind of shit. But anyways, I have a few friends on the Gold Coast and I mailed all my surf gear and shit to my friend, Tommy. And then, uh, so yeah, now I'm no longer going to Fiji and I'm pretty much doing a three-day detour to Australia to just pick up my my surf stuff when, God, now that I have this gig in Sumatra, I'm going to Sumatra instead. I could have flown to Sumatra from Thailand like a a quick three, four-hour flight. (laughs) But instead, I'm traveling all the way to the east coast of Australia for three days and then got to travel all the way back to get to Sumatra. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's so important to travel light. And uh, and I knew this last time. I never pre-book my tickets. I always have a one-way and then I figure it out from there. And what you have to do, sometimes the countries won't let you, grant you access inside the countries unless you have a, departing, a departure ticket. So what I usually do is create a fake departure ticket. I didn't this time. I, I had an actual ticket outside of to get out of the country. And fuck. Um... So yeah, I would have had to go to Australia anyways to pick up my my surf stuff, but damn. It'll be fun. I've never been to the Gold Coast, and it'll be nice to see uh, some familiar faces. So travel light and travel freely, because if you try to pre-plan everything, things change, as I have experienced. Okay. And then another possible change of plan, I was going to go to Phuket and do some Muay Thai camps and fitness camps, but as I've been meeting more people and I got a tip from the Italian guy, he told me that Phuket is like, it's just crazy. All the tourists go there. All of them do. And it's just like, it's just crammed with people. And I was like, God damn it. Because that's not exactly what I really want. I, I just want to spend time and work out and maybe, you know, tour some neighboring islands kind of thing, chill. So I thought, you know what? I have 21 days before I have to go to Australia after I've done with this training here. I might just go to Chiang Mai for a bit. And do you know why I can do that? Because I didn't book any tickets to Phuket, guys. I'm traveling free. So taking my own advice there. So I think I'm going to go to Chiang Mai for who knows, but my flight to Australia is out of Phuket on March 20th. So eventually I got to get myself to Phuket. So travel light. All right. Yogic breathing techniques. This is simple. This is the foundation of all meditation and breath. There's a three-part breath. And normally people do not breathe this way. And they're suffocating themselves and they're having shallow breath every day, which puts you under stress. And then your body stops functioning because if you're in flight or fight mode, your energy does no, no longer goes to your immunity system. It goes to your muscles so that you can run away. But that's not sustainable. And if you don't have any energy going to your your immunity system, you will eventually put your body in under distress or disease, disease, 
and your body will act accordingly. So let's get us breathing nice and deep, retraining our body to breathe properly. You're going to put your hand, sit comfortably, put your hand on your low belly. Make sure you have a a nice long spine so you're not hunched over. Put your hand on your low belly. As you inhale, you push your belly out into your hand, like protrude your belly, like big fat belly. You inhale, and then as you exhale, squeeze the belly button in. That is the correct way of breathing. You inhale, the diaphragm drops down and out. You exhale, squeeze the belly in, which squeezes the diaphragm in, which pushes air out of you. So inhale, diaphragm drops down and out, sucking in oxygen. And then you exhale, squeezing the belly button in. Diaphragm pushes the oxygen out. Your inhale and your exhale. People don't breathe like that, guys. People breathe where they suck their belly buttons in and then they breathe out by pushing their belly out. But that's the opposite of what the diaphragm actually needs to do in order to do its job. The diaphragm needs to drop down and out to suck in the air. If you are breathing the breathing in and you're pushing the diaphragm in, you're not allowing your body to take in the proper amount of oxygen it needs to survive. So everyone's just suffocating themselves. So that's the most important important part of this three-part breath is getting that low belly out and then squeezing it in with the exhale. So do that for, you know, seven to 10 rounds or until you retrain your body to breathe that way. Then you move your hands up to the sides of your ribs and you're going to inhale in the mid chest. So you inhale and the, imagine that instead of your chest going up and down, it's going inhale, sides are expanding um, horizontally and then exhale, squeezing everything in. So inhale, the ribs spread apart, the body grows bigger horizontally, not vertically, and then exhale, it squeezes back in. Again, you do that until you it's your body gets used to it seven to ten times at least. You'll notice too that the body wants to inhale up and down. That's not correct with this mid breath. It's the really making your chest bigger from the sides, like pushing the sides of the room away from you. And then another hard one is the last part of this breath, the upper breath, is getting the air all the way up into your chest. And what I like to do is I inhale, I bring my shoulders up towards my ears and then around towards my back and down. So you inhale, you take a shit ton of breath and you might even feel a little bit of pressure in your chest because you're pushing the oxygen up into there and it's not used to having space to contain it. That's all that is, it's it's fine. So you do that for seven to 10 breaths. Then you bring it all together. You inhale the belly, the mid, the upper chest, hold for a beat, and then you exhale belly, mid, upper chest. You exhale the same way you inhale. You don't exhale upper chest, mid, belly. That's that's not correct. It's belly, mid, upper chest, belly, mid, upper chest. So you do that for seven to 10 times and take your time. I mean, give yourself 30 seconds to get a huge inhale. And then give yourself time to give a huge exhale. Because when you exhale, you're getting rid of carbon dioxide, which is poison in your lungs. If you don't exhale completely, you don't exhale all the carbon dioxide. And then if you keep inhaling with shallow breath, you're, you're just filling your lungs with more carbon dioxide, which is poison. And then your body's under stress again. So it's really important you exhale fully and you inhale fully. Uh, what more can I say about that? Oh, on the hold. If you hold up top, if you find yourself getting lightheaded, which is natural because you're intaking more oxygen than you're norm- than you're normally used to, your body's not used to it right now, 
you might feel lightheaded. So make sure that you have a few pillows around you because boy, oh boy, will you pass out if you hold it too long? I can tell you I have. (laughs) The other day I was in the kitchen in the restaurant area with Danny and I asked her to look at my breath and tell me, you know, what I love about this is we're all learning the same thing, but we're all like, there's no ego. We all teach each other and we keep using each other to learn more. And I was like, can you look at my breath and tell me where I can improve? She told me I wasn't breathing enough in my upper chest at all. So man, did I, I really, I took a breath and I retained it. The next thing you know, I'm falling forward and she's catching me. And I was like, oh my God, you don't want to go that far. You do not want to go that far. You want to get to the point where you start feeling euphoria. Cause what happens is when you take an inhale, you push nitrogen oxide into your bloodstream, which releases dopamine. So when you take the biggest inhale and you retain for a few beats, you start to feel the, nitrous, the nitrogen oxide pump through your blood, which releases dopamine and uh, makes you feel euphoric. And then before you know it, you're in this other headspace. You you forget to breathe. You're kind of out of your body a little bit. But and it brings you to a higher level of consciousness because you're you're feeling good, you're feeling good vibes, and you're out of your body, you're out of your head, and your mind's not in the way. So you're just in the moment. However, if you do go too far forward with that, you you do the opposite effect and you um you pass out. And you do not want to do that. That's not the point of the breath retention. So you want to find that sweet spot when it starts getting a little tingly and feeling good, but you don't go overboard and you lose consciousness. That's not what you want. That's what I did the other day. So lesson learned. Um, But you'll notice when you take more full breaths, you actually, on the exhale, you might get a burst of, it feels like ecstasy because your cells kind of vibrate and you get a release of uh, endorphins. That's healthy, that's natural, and that puts you in a better mind and state and you're pushing more oxygen into your cells that's what that is all right um so practice that breath full yogic they call it a yogic inhale full belly mid upper chest hold for one maybe two beats and then exhale belly mid upper chest and i know i'm talking fast but i'm talking like inhale one two three four five six seven Eight, hold one, two, exhale, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, hold one, two, repeat one, two. Like that's how slow you want to go. And it'll get easier. And before you know it, you'll be inhaling for like three minutes and then holding for God knows how long. And then you'll be exhaling for three minutes. And before you know it, Hours have passed and you legit just spent time meditating. All right. Um, Moving on to the master cleanse. I was going to give a recipe and then try to share the recordings I sent to my friends. But to be honest, I'm exhausted. I need to drink another bottle of master cleanse. And maybe I'll make a whole other episode with just the master cleanse details. I hope you guys are good. I hope someone's listening to this. If anything, it feels good to talk. It doesn't make me feel so lonely. And uh, it's part of my being. I am an artist and I like to talk and feel like I'm sharing my journey with people. So thank you for whoever is listening. And if you have any questions, requests, or I don't know, you just want to say hi, come say hi. Instagram, Jenna's Adventures. 
my website, jennasadventures.com. Some business. I'm leading three retreats in Costa Rica in July. Come with me. An actor's retreat, June 29th through July 6th with Faye Simpson. She's the founder of the Lucid Body Technique, and she teaches the MFA in acting students at NYU. She's a badass. Then July 8th through 13th, I'm leading an amazing retreat called Reiki Healing and Yoga with Christina Reese, who's a badass. She's a personal trainer. She manages a a kickboxing gym. She's a master Reiki healer. And so you're going to get an awesome combination of getting your ass kicked with energetic yogic flow in the morning and then true healing in the evening. She's, um, during yin and restorative poses, she's going to come by and give you your own individual Reiki healing. And you can also book private sessions with her. She's amazing. And then, oh, I'm very excited about this one. July 20th through 25th. It's going to be a transformational breath work yoga retreat. This is not for the lighthearted. We're going to do serious work on ourselves during this retreat. We're going to dive deep into our own psychology. The breath energy work brings up a lot of uh, stuff stuck in your heart and in your mind. And it's going to be in a very safe space. You're going to have a great opportunity to talk it out with people. Um, Hadley Reiser, who's the breath work facilitator, and she's teaching the yoga. She is an amazing, loving caring human being. Um, she's, she teaches in New York. When I was in New York, I took breath work circles from her and I learned so much. And the space she creates is really safe. It really gives you an opportunity to discover what's hiding in your body, what's keeping you stuck, what's making you feel frustrated or anxious or depressed. So I can't, I can't recommend that one enough. July 20th through 25th. You can find information on my website, jennasadventures.com, or on my Instagram. Or if you look either of these instructors up, it's on their own websites as well. What can I? What else can I tell you? Um, that's it. I hope you guys are having a great week. Let me know if, if you think I can improve on this podcast. How? Am I talking too fast? Am I boring? Is this interesting at all? Whatever. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.